Hi everyone, I'm Rosanna and this is AFL Obsessed. What another round of footy, especially in a challenging season when it's hard to keep everything straight. So the Victorian teams got out of the state just in time as Victoria is going back into lockdown for six weeks. I know we discussed their rising cases, but this is just kind of what's progressed since. And I'm wishing everyone in Victoria all the best during this period. If anyone understands, it's New Yorkers who have been in continued isolation since March. So my inbox and DMs are always open if you needed a chat during this time and about non-footy too. My email is aflfootyobsessed at gmail and aflobsessed on Twitter. So there were three remaining games from last weekend that I didn't address because I hadn't seen them yet. For the Adelaide versus Fremantle game, which was aired on primetime here in the States, and was always going to be an interesting fight. So Frio started the game off early with a goal and lead, but the Crows caught up and closed the gap to level the scores by the end of the third quarter, and Frio went into the last quarter leading by one point. And after some spectacular marks and goals by Frio, they actually got their first win of the season, and so did Longmuir, his coach. Which means it's back to the drawing board for the Crows, sadly, but the standouts for Frio this game were Walters, Lobb, Tucker, and Brayshaw. And for the Melbourne versus Richmond game, there was an exciting opening quarter for this game with both teams fighting. The Tigers opened the scoreboard with some exciting goals in the second, and the Ds answered with goals of their own. But ultimately, the Tigers are back at it. And you know what? They delivered after my call out last week because they won by 27 points. And the standouts for them this game were Lambert, Prestia, Martin, and Castagna. But sadly, they had quite a few injuries, including their Ruckman and Curvis with his ankle and Cochin with his hammy, while Melbourne kept their entire playing group intact. And finally, the Giants versus Hawthorne game. The Giants were on it from the start and dominant for pretty much the entire game. The Hawks tried their best to stay in the fight, but the Giants ran away with the game in the third quarter and eventually won by 34 points. And Stephen Jones, who is a Giants supporter, definitely pointed out that Toby got his first free kick this season. So considering what I've said previously, it's a miracle. (laughs) But how are you all feeling about the ladder as it stands? And how do you think your team is doing so far in the season? But really, there's so much to go over about the round overall beyond the on-field performances. So let's move on to my breakdowns of the rounds, pure class, hard pass, and just trash. So for pure class this week, it's just my top three of everything that was outstanding about the round. On top of footy discussion, you know that I love to celebrate all the milestones in the game. So number one, congrats to the athletes who have hit another game milestone. I always feel like pumping them up because I'm sad they don't get to celebrate it all out with fans, members, and their family present. So Luke Parker for the Swans got to 200 games, and Joel Selwood got to 300 for Geelong, and Gary Ablett Jr. hit 350. So congratulations, guys. It's such a big deal. And after the Geelong game with the Suns, Gary and Joel just went over to Rowell afterwards, And they're such a class act because they went to check on how he was doing after his injury, and they were both kind of giving him advice. I know Gary Ablett Jr. was just kind of telling him, you know, he's had several injuries himself, especially in that area, and if he needed any advice on recovery. So just mad props to both of those guys and for hitting milestones. 
And number two, Matt Francis, a Port Adelaide supporter, sent along a screenshot of Gary Ablett's family tree from Footy Classified, which I can only watch snippets of virtually because it's not included with my Watch AFL subscription. So thanks, Matt, for that. It's really great to see the lineage in that family. And I also didn't realize the Tucks were related to the Ablets. And there was also a gen before Gary Ablett Sr. I almost just said God there. So that family pool has all the genes. And number three, there was a long mark that Mark Elsby reminded me of in the St. Kilda game, which was a spectacular one. So if you haven't seen Longy's mark, go back and check the highlights and replays of that game because it's pretty spectacular and probably is up for mark of the year as well. And now on to hard pass, because there's just some things we can bypass from the round or leave behind, whether or not that's just my wishful thinking. But two things for hard pass this week. Number one, the goal umpire in the Pies versus Dons game. I mentioned this in the last episode, but instead of moving out of the way of the incoming ball, the goal ump just kind of plastered themselves into the pole itself and the ball hit them before it went through. I'm not sad about the outcome of that game but it was an interesting moment that I just don't think has ever happened before. And I'm sure the Pies fans are not so happy about that. And number two, which was a suggestion sent in by Jay Nair, a Bulldog supporter, the stringer body shaming during that stellar Dawn's performance. I know athletes put themselves out there, but just the way that the commentators were talking about that, I mean, hard pass. (laughs) And as for just trash, which is anything that belongs in the bin, and hopefully we never have to address it again, I feel like you guys know what's coming with this. So Matt Rowell's injury, which was visceral for all of us watching, I feel, he's been such a ray of light for that club, and I also feel like the hero we really needed this season. So all the best with surgery, because he's likely undergoing that, which will probably end his season. And all the best with recovery. Get well soon, buddy. I mean, we can't wait to have you back on the field. So what are your pure class, hard pass, and just trash picks for the round? I'm always curious. My email is aflfootyobsessed at gmail and aflobsessed on Twitter if you'd like to share your thoughts. And now on to projections for round six. The first game will have happened by the time I release this, so hopefully I was right right off the bat. And you guys know I have to record in advance just to fit it in with scheduling. But again, seven out of the nine games will be broadcast here in the U.S., which is so exciting for Americans. For the Cats versus Lions game, it should be an exciting kickoff to the weekend, but I'm going to side with the Lions here. For the Pies versus Hawks game, which will be another great matchup, I'm picking the Pies here. And Dockers versus Saints, I'm going with the Saints. Eagles versus Crows, Eagles for sure, but I hope the Crows bring it. Ds versus Suns, the Suns should take this. And the Bombers versus Kangaroos, which will be another exciting matchup after they fly on the plane together. Um, again, up the dance. Power versus Giants. This game is going to be a fight. I'm gonna side with Power here. And Tigers versus Swans. Again, the Tigers delivered after my call out last week, so that should be a really interesting game. I'm gonna back the Tigers again there. And Blues versus Bulldogs. Bulldogs, I think I'm just gonna have to back them. 
So we'll have to see if I got any of that right. Tell me your predictions too. I'll be joining you all on Twitter again in a few hours. I haven't given my super coach team any love this week, so I'm going to do that. And as usual, I'll meet you on the other side of the screen in a few. But one last thing before I go, I talked about Eddie McGuire's Sirius XM radio show previously, and I can't believe I got the opportunity to speak with both Eddie and BT this week. So hopefully I can get a link at some point to share with the listeners who don't have access to Sirius XM. You can only get that in the US and Canada, but that will actually be playing later today, and it will be 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time for Americans on channel 211. And what a fun footy chat that was, and honestly, one I'll always remember. So that's it for me. Thanks for hanging, everyone. I'd love you forever if you'd leave a rating on iTunes or whichever platform you're using to listen, and if you'd send the pod along to a friend you think might like it too. But stay safe and healthy, everyone, especially those of you in Victoria. Check on your friends and neighbors. We'll get through this like we have with footy. I'm virtually hugging you, and we'll talk footy soon.